Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek, and welcome to episode 397 of Her, the podcast where you're going to hear the truth about her mind, her body, her life, and today, her strength. That's right, her strength. Lift up a small house. Come on, let's see you do it. So, this is going to be such a great episode. You know, I'm horribly biased about all this fitness stuff. Before we begin, I just want you to know that this episode is sponsored by Solaray Vitamins, S-O-L-A-R-A-Y Vitamins. So just skedaddle on over to solaray.com and just put in that little search area, women, and you're going to see an entire array of terrific products to be able to help you starting out with that liposomal multivitamin with enhanced absorption i know i know you try to eat everything your vitamins minerals and everything through your food and you know how many of you fail oh, we have statistics on this so sometimes you need a little help to kind of fill in those nutrient gaps and that's kind of what this is all about so run on over to solaray.com and to learn more. Here's your first reminder to click on the iTunes after this episode and rate and review the show because we love your feedback. That's why. All right, it's time for Her. Her, the podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind. Her body. Her life. It's all about Her. Now, you know out there that I'm on the board of, of trustees of the American College of Sports Medicine, and I'm a lifelong athlete and a triathlete now, and I'm all about trying to get women strong, lift those small buildings, I always say. But, you know, how do you do that? In your own mind, you define yourself as an athlete. You don't necessarily have to be on some fancy team and competing and all that. You could just be out there a solo runner. You could be out there a solo, you know, anything, biker, cyclist, anything. And, you know, just want to be the best you can possibly be. So our guest is Erica Suter, and she is the author of The Strong Female Athlete, a female athlete guide to reduce injury, improve performance, and increase confidence. Well, I like that increased confidence part especially. And that is a great book. And she is a youth strength and conditioning coach. And she specialized in performance and injury prevention for young female athletes for the last decade. We're going to extrapolate to all female athletes, every single one of them. Hey, Erica, welcome to the Her Podcast. Hi, I'm really excited to be here and I love your mission and can't wait to get into the discussion. All right, all right. So, so many women are out there saying, okay, hi, I'm overweight, I'm sedentary, I'm basically a bit of a mess. Um, and, you know, I, I don't even know where to begin. Like, how do I begin this journey? to become what I would love to be, which is a strong female athlete. What do you do? So I work with mainly 
young girls. I have worked with women in the past when I started out 10 years ago. I was doing senior citizens and working with people who were over 60, 70 years old. So I have experience with them. And I would say the populations can be very similar when it comes to strength training in the sense that everyone should start small. And I think the mistake a lot of people make with embarking on either a strength training journey or weight loss journey, they think they have to do all this stuff and just totally revamp everything when they really just need to start creating good habits. Even if that's just 10 minutes a day of some sort of movement or loading your body. And with the girls that I work with, we start with just the basics, learning how to hold a lunge or do a squat or pull-ups, which is something that I found has been very empowering for them to just get them to buy into all of it. And then once they create those habits, then we can slowly add more and they want more organically. So I would say with just everyone, really start with the basics. Uh, Try not to overwhelm yourself too soon and just really focus on those small wins along the way. I love it. And and I I couldn't agree with you more, um, especially when it comes to strength training. Because, you know, uh, boys go to a gym and it's sort of the bro thing going on. And, you know, they all kind of, the grand majority of them, I'm being horribly global here, um, the grand majority of them are supporting one another and spotting them one another. And, and they, they kind of learn and they get it oftentimes early on in gym class and stuff. I think with women, um, I know it's changing dramatically. When I was coming through the system, I mean, it was, uh, you know, nothing existed for all intent and purposes when it came to strength training, certainly in, in a school kind of environment, um, unless, of course, you were in a specialized sport that required it, in which case it became part of the curriculum. No question. But I'm, I'm like a nutcase about strength training. Because having that level of strength in your body does something to you. It's really interesting. So one of the first things I've noticed, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, Erica, is that when when girls, teenagers, young women, and women of any age, quite frankly, begin to do more strength training, they stand up taller they 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 have this sense of self and presence uh and mental confidence that that increases precipitously tell me about that you nailed it i think that's one of the first things i've noticed with the athletes that i work with especially these these young girls i mean they come into my facility so uh, timid and reluctant and kind of quiet at first. And I totally get it. It's, it's a new environment. They haven't experienced anything like it. There's weights clanking, there's loud music, there's other people in there. But once they start to become welcome into the program, again, starting small and doing a program based on their training age and ability, then they start to realize, oh, wow, my, my body is capable okay, maybe I wasn't 
able to get a pull-up on day one, but now three, four months later, I can get one. And for them to see their body overcome such amazing feats of strength, they can't help but get confidence in themselves. And I think you also made such a good point is that a lot of these athletes will stand up taller because of the the physical benefits of strength training for the posture and the core, but it's also just them being able to own a room or step on the field with more confidence. And it's just, it's just a huge mistake if people don't strength train, whether you're a youth athlete or just an athlete for life and you're retired from sport, or you're just someone who wants to be able to go hiking or snowboarding or whatever you do. It's, it's a huge mistake if people don't have some sort of strength training in their lives just for their overall health and their confidence and just their overall cognitive function and ability to overcome challenges, especially in new environments. So I can't speak enough on the benefits of strength training. They're absolutely endless for everyone. Yeah. And I, you know, as, as someone who is, strength trained for decades, um, I can tell you that there's another spillover. And that is, no matter where you go, you said something that was so cool, own a room. When you walk into a room, you've got a nice erect posture. You, you're, you look great. You're not like stooping over and looking at the floor for all intent and purposes. Instead, you're standing up and you're proud and you're confident. And even if it's a tough meeting, if it's kind of a wild and crazy, you know, time, then for all intent and purposes, you're doing the best you can. Hands down, you're doing your best. And I, I think that uh, the strength training really gives you, you know, a an open gateway to achievement in general. Let's say you're just having really tough times, like, you know, making new friends, socializing. Some people it's real easy for them. Other people, it maybe not so much. Maybe you're you're having a few problems even in school. Um and or at work, you know, if you're older, uh in in maybe anything in your life. Maybe it's just, you know, social connections in your life and you're having you know, issues and challenges. It's really interesting when you're able to do that pull up, when you're able to do that first straight leg push up without killing yourself, holding a plank for two minutes, um, all of those crazy things. I could just go on forever. How long to hold, hold that wall squat, um, and all the rest of it, you know, all of a sudden there's magic that happens. Man, you stand up and you say, well, wait a minute, look what I just did. This is cool. And if I can do this, I can do anything. What do you think? I couldn't agree more with that. And even just it permeating into your career and like other things you're doing and not necessarily just your sport or physical activities, like you said, walking into a meeting with, with confidence and being healthy and, and vibrant and, and energized and just keeping that consistency with exercise and strength is just so good for you mentally. And it's, it's one of the first things I recommend for people who are struggling with 
mood or certain mental health problems, you need to exercise. You you need to strength train. It's so powerful for your mind. And it's it's not just going to be for your sport. And I try to tell my girls this and just to get them into this habit young so that they love strength training and taking care of themselves when they're done playing their sport. Because realistically, a lot of these kids might stop after high school or might stop after college and then they're entering the real world and maybe they're becoming lawyers or, or doctors or business women. And even though they're focusing on their career, they also have to be able to maintain their health so that they can still perform at a high level. I, I just think you're so right on that one. Um, now, I know that you deal with a lot of superstar students um, as you, as you call them, and that you have, you know, a lot of elite, you know, athlete types. My question to you is, what do you do with so many of the kids coming through the system now who are, um, overweight and not in spectacular shape yet they want to learn? And what, what makes working with them different for you? Uh, and, and what are the challenges here? So whether it's uh, an elite athlete or even just a recreational athlete who's just playing the sport for fun and even a non-athlete, I've worked with some teenage girls who just want to strength train because they, they see the benefits of it. For the most part, everyone's goals are pretty similar. They, they want to get stronger. They want to feel better about themselves. They want to be healthy. So the program will overall be the same, but the starting point for everyone might be different depending on their training age. Have they done strength training before? Have they loaded before? Or do we need to start with just the basic movement patterns? Especially with the middle school girls, I, I tend to get a lot of girls who are ages 11 to 13, which is awesome because they're just so pliable and plastic at that age to learn these skills and these strength lifts. And it's just really focusing on what the athlete needs where they are at. And I honestly love working with girls who aren't necessarily aspiring to play college or professional, and they just want to get after it in the gym. They just want to learn how to deadlift and push up and pull up, and they, they're just so open to it, and they're not really putting that sport performance pressure on themselves, and they just have a genuine desire to to get stronger and to get healthier but is it but do they feel bad about their bodies if they come in and they're not that perfect athletic looking body i'm thinking of like you know our our national soccer team i mean they literally look like perfect bodies right um what if you have people who don't have as it were the perfect bodies um do you do you ever have to deal with their level of confidence, their level of, you know, uh, how they deal with their body? Yeah. So from day one, when a girl walks into the facility, it's more about not restricting or decreasing weight or anything that perpetuates this, this diet or skinny culture. It's more from day one, we're going to add to your life, whether that's adding load in your program or getting that extra pull-up the next month or improving your sprint times. We want to augment your life and we want to focus on those things that, that you can achieve. And whether there's 
a non-athlete who comes into my gym and she just wants to get stronger in her deadlift, that's, that's great. And that's, that's going to be the focus. Or maybe it's an elite athlete who wants to improve her sprint times. We're going to focus on that. And in order for either of those girls to achieve these things, whether it's strength or speed, they also have to nourish their bodies. They have to energize their bodies with food. And I include nutrition into the conversation a lot with their performance goals because if they're under fueling, they're, they're not going to get there. They're not going to have the energy to sustain our training sessions or to push pl- past plateaus. So it's really about just adding good things into her training plan, loading, giving her the nutrition she needs and having those conversations on a weekly basis. I, you know, the, the message here is really important for all women. And that is, uh, instead of beating yourself up after you look in the mirror and you don't see that perfect person and, and doing a shame, blame, guilt game, um, especially if you're a, a woman in her 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, um, and, and say, what was I thinking when I allowed myself to, you know, end up having this kind of a problem um, where, when I'm, you know, not fit when I've gained extra weight, et cetera, et cetera. You know, what's up with that? So I like to concentrate um, on performance like you. And, and that is just get their mind off that, that craziness. Stop the shame, blame, guilt game. And then get right back into um, what you want to accomplish here uh, in terms of performance. And most women you know, can't even imagine their body, and I quote, performing um, like that, because they leave that to elite athletes. But when in essence, you're really, you're competing with you. At the end of the day, it's you versus you. Um, and, and they need to hear that. One of the things I absolutely uh, have women concentrate on uh, is their body composition. Oh, I love body composition. Um, for years, as a as a research scientist, um, I've used uh, DEXA scans and I've used all kind of bioelectrical impedance and, and really looked at, at, at body composition at a very granular level. I know it's not that big a deal for, you know, 11-year-olds, but for women, for full-grown women, I think it's really important to concentrate on how much muscle you have, how much fat mass you have, and, and bag everything else. Because if you've optimized your muscle and if you've you know, really worked hard, then your fat will follow in terms of you know, being reduced. Uh, and, and that is so important. To con- could, now you're looking at quality of body, not just quantity, but quality. Um, and, and that's why I want women to just really, there's so many cool uh, body comp scales that come with an app that uh, allow you to, through Bluetooth, um, you know, keep a record, a tracker um, with graphs and everything of what's going on with your body comp. I think it's the coolest thing ever to watch your lean body mass increase um, no matter your age um, and watch your excess fat mass decrease Oh my gosh, that is just crazy good. What do you think? I'm so glad you brought up body composition because 
I see so many people, teenage girls included, as well as women, just so fixated on that scale number. And I just tell them, just throw that thing out. Like, I broke up with mine like 15 years ago. You don't need that. Um, So it's just so important to focus on that muscle mass and, and those numbers. And body composition is a conversation I'm starting to have more with these young girls for sport performance, but only in the, in the sense of putting on more muscle, because there's a lot of research behind how that improves speed times and conditioning and agility. So it's just how we word it with young girls, instead of saying, oh, well, you need to lose fat or you need to lose weight. It's more, you need to improve your muscle mass, and here's how we're going to get there. If you stick to the strength training program a few times a week, you stay consistent over many years, you're going to get there. And yes, you're going to improve performance, but you're also going to have a more healthy relationship with your body instead of getting frustrated looking at the scale. And it's so funny when I was training uh, older women early in my career, they would start strength training. And the first few months in, they were still looking at the number on the scale and they're like, why is it getting higher? But then why are my clothes looser? And I'm like, that's because you're, you're gaining muscle. So just throw this thing away. It's useless. <laughs> I love it. Um, and this is, this is a message I want everyone to really hear loud and clear out there. There are some absolutely excellent um, uh, apps and uh, attached uh, uh, body comp scales. Um, and, you know, check them out out there. They're all over Google. Um, and it's really important to be able to concentrate on the quality of your body. Build your lean body mass. Notice that's build. I want you to increase it. So when it comes to scale weight, it's always, oh, I got to decrease it. No, increase your muscle mass and the fat follows. It just always does, you know, in a big way. So there's something that's, you know, as, as we're kind of bringing this around in your, um, in your chapter 10, it's called overtime. And it's, it's interesting because you, you started out with, um, a quote from Tolkien, I will not say, do not weep, for not all tears are an evil. Interesting. And you said that soccer saved your life. Could you tell us the story? Because I think it's very important. Yeah, absolutely. So I started playing soccer since age five and I fell in love with the sport and I did it from this place of pure joy and passion. And I never put too much pressure on myself. I just, I just love playing. And no matter what happened in my life, the darkest times, I still could go to the soccer field and just zone everything out and come back to that place of joy And when I was in high school, I had gone through a physically and emotionally abusive relationship that really got me to a point of rock bottom. I was depressed. I was really suffering bad anxiety. And 
everything in my life was just crashing down except for soccer. And the fact that I kept playing during that time and being around my teammates and the coaches in my life and just kind of confiding in them what was going on with me helped me to eventually get out and and cut it off. So that's why I say soccer saved my life because if I didn't have that outlet, if I didn't have that supportive community, then I honestly don't know what would have happened. So yeah, it's, it's truly a, a blessing to be able to share that. And I just hope that young girls or women, they find something like that. They find something that gives them purpose and they're able to take on these challenges in dark times much easier and just find strength. So that's why I ended up closing the book with that story. I I just thought the story was powerful. There's nothing like writing a book, and God knows I've written them, um, where you really share from your own life um, so that people can really understand um, how relevant all of this is um, in a big way. And, uh, you know, you, you end this thing, interestingly, you said... Um, since this time, I have never returned to an abusive relationship. Even though most women who experience domestic violence always do, I never got sucked back into depression. I'm a rare success story, and I want to inspire other young girls to see themselves as so valuable they do not have time for anything that hinders their physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. I want young girls to realize they control their destiny with every tiny decision they make. Female athletes choose whether they are victims or victors. They can blame and complain, or they can take personal responsibility and live a life of purpose. Soccer and training saved my life. And my hope after you close this book is your sport and training will save yours too. The strong female athlete is a force to be reckoned with, and she's waiting to bolt out of her cage. That's a beautiful ending. How did it feel when you wrote that? Well, thank you. I I appreciate that. Um, you know, it felt really empowering and relieving. You know, I'm I'm just grateful that since that time, my, my life and just my perspective transformed and I had a change of heart on how to approach things. And I think I, I used to kind of play the victim when I was younger. And now I just am like, you know, I'm tired of suffering. I, I want to, to live a life where I, I can serve others and find that purpose. And just be around people who are, are supportive and just a great community. So I just, I really hope it inspires people because I just working with young girls, I, I know a lot of them are held back by certain things and just their perspective on certain things. And I, I hope it gives them a sense of power and inspiration. 
I love this. Everyone, we've been talking to Erica Suter, and, and Erica is a youth strength and conditioning coach, and everything she just said is good for women at all ages, especially. And the name of her book is The Strong Female Athlete, A Female Athlete Guide to Reduce Injury, Improve in Performance, and Increase Confidence. And you can read more about her work by going to Erica Suter, and that's E-R-I-C-A-S-U-T-E-R, ericasuter.com, and learn about her wonderful professional work and how she's touching people's lives. Erica, thank you so much for being on the Her Podcast. Thank you. This was a pleasure, and I, I love your message for women and you can't go wrong with getting strong, that's for sure. <laughs> you can't go wrong with getting strong. Okay, seriously, a poet as well. So everyone out there, take a minute to hit iTunes, rate and review this wonderful show with Erica Suter. I want to hear from you because I'm Dr. Pam Peek, host of the Her Podcast. Follow me on Facebook at Dr. Pam Peek or Twitter and Instagram at Pam Peek MD. And remember to catch every single episode of the Her Podcast on iTunes, Radio MD, and all of the major platforms. Hey, listen, thanks for listening today, you heard Her Podcast community out there. Thanks so much for listening, and stay well. <laughs>